Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners is for our clients and those wanting to learn more about what's really going on within the markets and economy, as well as overall financial planning topics. Welcome to Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners. Eric Susi here. And I'm uh, Andy Smith. We uh, appreciate you all joining us for our episode one of our uh, podcast, which we're excited to finally get out to you all. We've been wanting to do it for a little while. And uh, yeah, appreciate you guys being with us. How was the fourth? It was good. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you. <laughs> uh, unique times indeed. That's right. COVID 4th of July, right? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, interesting times for sure, and growing the beard and, uh, you know, face masks, all that stuff. Oh, yes. So trying to keep stay safe. Yeah, keep everybody safe and uh, crazy times and um, crazy markets. Right? Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. so what, uh, well, what's going on? Yeah, well, today, uh, today is July the 7th, 2020. And with that said, the markets are pretty much, they're grinding back higher. Uh, a heck of a, I, we did not see the uh, V recovery in the stock market, that's for sure. Um, but the, there is a disconnect, obviously, with the stock market and the overall economy. But the good news is, at least the markets are coming back. Um, now, do we see us having a retesting the lows of March 23rd? No, I don't think we'll go that far down again, but yes. You know, there's going to be hiccups between now and through the, out the end of the year here. We have uh, elections, the virus, a lot of things. Uh, there's still earnings, <laughs> in particularly, uh, to, to overcome. And uh, with that, you know, uh, markets in general, though, Andy, it's, you know I track. And for those of us that, that, that know, I, I track spreadsheets on trading volume and things like that. So we're basically doing basically 5.0 billion trades a day, approximately which is about 46% greater than the trade volume of last year in 2019. So basically what that means is, uh, you know, a lot of uh, nervous folks out there, <laughs> both retail, institutional, uh, which is understandable during the circumstances that we're, we're in. In regards to, like, the models and things of that nature, mm -hmm. I know we've been working on that for mm -hmm. a while now. I know you put a lot of time, models, funds, We've been, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, on calls, probably on average three calls, webinars, calls with uh, fund managers, economists, things of that nature, probably three times a day for the past few months. Hasn't been quite that often earlier on, typically when the markets are calmer, but obviously we've had to step up our research analysis a little bit. And um, so that's what we've been doing to today. As an example, we used you know, Hedgeye in the morning. That's my daily one at 9 o'clock. We had then the First Trust, um, great partner, and then obviously uh, uh, Goldman Sachs was uh, the last one I was on. So I know Andy, you've you uh, you see a lot too, but uh, interesting times with that. And uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. It's been a lot of work, but it's been um, been interesting to see how you know the markets have kind of played out for sure in the yeah. last, in particular, the last the last few months. And you know, of course, the big drop we got, we intentionally got a little bit more defensive. You know, in March there, as uh, you know, there's really no playbook, right, for a right. global pandemic. And so we just wanted to be a little bit more conservative, a little bit more defensive. And then as, as we hit the, as we hit the, the rebound or I guess the more more 
uh, secure rebound, I would say. You know, I think what we've seen in the, this V kind of recovery yeah. is kind of overblown a little bit, not really on a solid foundation not at this at point. All. So that's why we were still apprehensive to initiate the rebalance earlier and we're being a little more cautious. So we're kind of waiting you know, on, you know, a little bit more of a drop and then we can initiate the rebalance. Right. right. And oh, then, yes. um, uh, and, and what, what does that, what does that look like for clients? I guess, yeah. you know, we think about the rebalance. Great question. So yeah, as far as, you know, we've analyzed all the models, uh, in the past, we've had 10 models. Uh, we've narrowed that down, obviously skinning it down to five models. So there's five models that we utilize. One is conservative, five is aggressive. Model three is a moderate, so our most utilized model. So of all the assets that we manage, Model three, again, the moderate is the most utilized uh, model that we do use, uh, that our clients use, I should say. So with that, it's all about risk tolerance. We use Riskalyze back testing with a 95% probability over the next six months. So with, we have that ratios as far as what our model should expect to obtain uh, within the 95, 95% probability, i.e. there's always a black swan. That's that 5% bombing, terrorist, pandemic, you name it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we saw that. Right? <laughs> we saw that. So uh, no, nobody has a crystal ball for sure, but um, it's pretty good. And, you know, with the models, uh, basically we're going to be using asset classes that we haven't used in you know, 15 years plus or so. As an example, uh, we do see more choppiness between now and the end of the year. Obviously, we have elections that get through um, the pandemic. The opening, reopening, shutdown, slow recovery, things of that nature. Earnings, earnings is the big one. Uh, so you know, uh, next week, right? Yeah, so, you know. earnings starts. Great point. Next week. So uh, it's funny. Like half the companies out there aren't. Or no one's giving guidance. So <laughs> it's like throwing a dart in the wall. It's like nothing's out there. So we'll see how that all comes to fruition. But uh, with the Model Three, you know, we're going to be well diversified. Probably. 16 to 18 different asset classes, depending on which model a client is in. Um, we're going to be using you know, a small percentage in natural gas, so commodities. We're going to be actually using that. Um, uh, in addition, TIPS, Treasury Inflation Protection Securities. So right now, it's called quads. So the quads, not to get too technical, we have four quads that the cycles, uh, market cycle in. Quad one, quad two, quad three, quad four. Quad one is spring, quad two is summer, quad three is fall, and quad four is winter. So it's just a metaphor, but we were in a deep quad four that's recessionary. So with the Fed, what they did, obviously, is keep us from going into a depression. So yes, they had to do what they had to do to keep us, the economy, from going into a depression. So that's that. So we're coming out of a recession. So the recession is what we have been in for the past few months. Technically, this will probably end up being the shortest recession uh, that the markets have seen when it's all said and done, when they look back about another few months from now. Um, so with that, um, you know, we're glad to come out of that recession, but it's going to be a grind for the next year and a half. So, uh, so that's why we're using you know, consumer staples, sort of defensive postures, uh, mortgage-backed securities. Uh, we're going to get back into short-term high yield. So the government, anything that the government's supporting, you know, the high yield market, the mortgage-backed securities market, uh, it's okay to participate in that, but not crazy. But we are going to nibble out of that, at that and have a, a little bit of exposure to that uh, asset class and sector. So that just gives you a flavor of that. Uh, another thing is the Internet of Things. So we're real excited. I know Andy and Andy, we've been chomping at the bits to get into that one as well. So that's like the cloud storage. 
Um, so you have the, uh, the Google, all the data house where cent, uh, warehouse center. So it's a real estate type fund that we're going to be using well over 3% yield. Um, so you hear the fangs, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, Google, Amazon, all that stuff. So you're going to have a play on that space, that tech space, but without having to own those particular individual stocks. So this is a, a REIT type of a fund mm-hmm. that gives you a decent uh, yield return on the internet of things, i.e. the 5G play, the poles, all the little transponders, things of that nature. So that's going to be a real good um, uh, mm-hmm. asset class and fund to utilize going forward. So that just gives our clients a little flavor of what uh, we'll be rebalancing into. Uh, and yeah, to your point, we are looking for a pullback. It's crazy. These markets, like three Thursdays ago, the S&P was down around 5%. Okay, great. One day, you typically the markets do pull in. When I say the markets, it is the S&P 500 is what we follow primarily um, versus a NASDAQ or the Dow because those are two uh, extremes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the S&P, you know, when it does pull in, we uh, you know, anticipate follow-through. So the old days would be second, third day of a follow-through, <laughs> not now. So it's like by the dip and after a one-day pullback. That's a little hard to you know, try to time, and it's, it is challenging, obviously, um, easier to see it when things are lofty to take profits, sure. but um, obviously it's a little bit harder to try to redeploy the assets and cash. So we will be doing that. You know, anticipate there will be you know earnings like you mentioned start next week. So uh, there'll be a lot of misses, a lot of companies that will be hitting as well. But uh, uh, again, with not a lot of forward guidance and GDP and gross domestic product will be negative for the year. So on one of the calls at Goldman Sachs today. Uh, I think GDP was coming in for this year uh, negative. Their latest revision was uh, minus uh, 4.6% is their call. So plenty of fund managers, institutions, firms that we use and track from NDR, Ned Davis, um, Dave Rosenberg, yeah, um, yeah, Cinnamon, great tools that we use. But, uh, okay, so minus 46 but I think relative last year, I think it was about mid-twos or so upper twos as far as GDP. So, you know, positive to negative, not good. But uh, but looking forward and going out, you know, GDP for 2021, um, they're, again, saying roughly about 5.8%, roughly, uh, for 2021. Um, so, and then unemployment, which is uh, another topic as is, is big, unemployment rate, uh, you know, that's, <laughs> you got close to, you know, 18% or so, down to 13 14% range. Uh, with that said, so for this year, unemployment, they hope uh, by the end of 2021 um, to get it down to close to 7%. So if you stop and think, 7% unemployment rate is what you know, a firm is looking to uh, hope that we'll be at. Well, in February of this year, we we're actually at 3.5%. So we're going to be double the unemployment rate still at the end of next year, of 2021. And then from there going, uh, thereafter, 2022, we'll be down closer to the um, uh, 6% range, and then roughly 2023, 5.5. So it's going to be the grind, slow grind, um, on the unemployment uh, you know, yeah, part of absolutely. it all. Yeah, amazing what seven months can do, right? <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. And two, you got to keep in mind a lot of the government programs are dropping, going to start dropping off, right? We have 
the added unemployment benefit drops off at the end of July. Yes. Um, and we've got, you know, some of the mortgage forbearance, some of those uh, programs are going to be slowly uh, falling off where it kind of leaves the consumer a little bit more exposed or potentially, you know, depending yes. on what the Fed does, right? So the Fed can always come back in and yeah. uh, and uh, extend some of those programs. And as, as, as since it is an election year, it wouldn't surprise us, I guess, if we see some more activity from the Fed. But um but yeah, definitely crazy times this year. It'd be, I think it'd be fun sometime maybe to do an episode where we can kind of maybe show, I don't know how it would look, but to show kind of the clients behind the curtain a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. and just how much we really do rely, you know, on our research team yeah. and uh, the partners that we have and the feedback we get, which is really, uh, it's phenomenal yes. for sure. So as you know, we're geeks about this stuff. So I eat it up, obviously. Yeah. I enjoy it and track it all. So the best we can. So, uh, no, I hear you. Um, just moving on to another topic, I guess, it'd be the virus. So, um, you know, just some interesting facts that came out today from you know, the webinar I was on as well. It, you know, the infection rate. So uh, it's pretty much coming uh, from those ages zero to age 64. And that's basically 81% of the infection rate is from that age group. So I thought that was, uh, you know, interesting. Um, and then, uh, however, though, the fatality rate, those that's a 79% fatality rate is coming from greater than age 65. So fatalities are obviously coming from the older side uh, of the folks, greater than 65 versus the infection rate. So, um, you know, I, we talked about this uh, for the past few months. We both didn't know anybody who had the, the virus until about three weeks ago. Right. My aunt. <laughs> so my poor aunt, she's uh, 67 or excuse me, 87. And, uh, she picked it up. She's at a nursing home. Go figure. But um, the physical therapist brought it. She was exposed and gave it to my aunt's roommate. And then so the aunt's roommate got it. And then obviously my aunt picked it up from the roommate. So then she moved from the nursing home to the hospital, uh, was treated. Thank God uh, she, she fought it, recovered. So uh, she has so many ailments. Uh, we really were, were nervous and scared about that. But uh, She's now back in the nursing home, so back to, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting thing. And one thing on nursing homes, for those of you, um, the hospital system does not want to keep COVID patients, so they are pushing them out. Um, they want to, because they're not a nursing home, is what they are, are telling my aunt. So these nursing homes are adapting to have COVID units. So the nursing home where she's at now, which is nearby here in the northwest part of Columbus, is um, basically it's over 20 folks who are COVID patients, but they're doubling up as a unit. So just a little food for thought how the nursing homes are adapting and changing their way of doing their business model as well. So, sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And you see the hospitals wanting, you know, for someone who's recovered mm-hmm. too, right? They, they want to make room for right. someone who... Understandable. You know, yeah. Who can maybe use it the, or needs to help more, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, and I know too. One of our attorney friend, or you know, Matt Gibson, one of our partners. You know, he's had client. I talked to him the other day, and he's had some clients who've passed away from it. Yeah, so wow. it's like, yeah, you know, sort of starts to kind of work yes. to where um, you know has more of a personal impact. Oh, but yeah. Hopefully, everyone's staying safe, and we'll get through this for yeah, sure. We will. Yeah. yeah, but then with the states, you know, obviously there are six states that are um, reverting <laughs> in uh, the reopening status. So those are California, Arizona, Colorado, Texas, uh, Florida, and Michigan. So those six states are like, hey, we better, uh, you know, slow down this process So uh, as far as the reopening. Mm-hmm. And then 13 states actually paused their uh, reopening status. So 
with this flare-up, spike-up, that affects the economy, i.e. GDP, i.e. people coming back to work. Uh, we haven't even really gotten into, um, you know, the, the damage that's being done with uh, the commercial real estate, office buildings. So, you know, um, I'm very familiar with J.P. Morgan. They're not renewing their lease in Cleveland, their downtown office. So that came out across the wires among here in greater Columbus. There's other things. A lot of people, they want to keep working from home. Um, you know, nationwide Insurance, another local company here as well, same thing. That's right. So all that's been publicized, as you know, work from home, et cetera. So it's going to be a slow, you know, uh, get back to, you know, uh, economic boom times, I should say. So we talked about, you know, the virus, GDP, markets, models, sort of summarizing a few things there for you. And uh, there's a lot going on. And, uh, you know, we we do appreciate everything that uh, our clients and we're appreciative of yeah, absolutely what we have, uh, our health and family. And uh, we'll yep. do our best and continue to do our best for you and all of our clients. That's right. Yep. And we are, you know, we, we are slowly kind of, I guess, opening back up as an office sort of yes. where we've got, you know, we've got the mask, we've got, uh, you know, hand sanitizer. We try to we obviously follow the, the guidelines that the state's put out for us. Gloves too. That's right. <laughs> gloves. Yeah. Aaron Moore comes in. He's got gloves on. It's kind of funny. But um, anyhow, but we do, you know, so we can accommodate meetings slowly here. And then also we're available over the phone. Even, you know, I, I know Zoom's popular. It's still hard for me a little bit to do some of that, but we've had, you know, we've had some meetings over Zoom, but we just want to make sure that we are available at any time, right, to right. talk to our clients. And, you know, if there's any questions or concerns, um, you know, we can do that, obviously digging into the retirement planning component mm -hmm. as well and the, the impact, potential impact, you know, that everything's having on those yes. as well. So, Well, good. Well, um, like Andy mentioned earlier, this is just our inaugural one, so we're going to be doing uh, more of these on a monthly basis. And uh, we'll have our partners, uh, special topics. So as things evolve, timely, you know, tax planning-wise, Medicare specialists, you know, property casualty, estate planning. So we'll bring in those appropriate partners, and we're excited to do that. So we want this to be timely, but useful information for you, our clients, and uh, just another way to, uh, to communicate with you. So we do appreciate that. Um, so I think maybe we'll wrap it up for this one. And, uh, you know, you can reach us, obviously, our, these episodes uh, via our website is probably the best way. Uh, it can be uh, mytruenorthwp.com. Again, mytruenorthwp.com. Or our phone number direct is 614-929-2715. Again, 929-2715. Um, we do want to throw out special thanks to our producer, Nathan. So um, we appreciate you producing these episodes for us and on a monthly basis going forward. And um, thanks for joining us today. Stay safe, well, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you, everybody. You can reach this episode on our website at mytruenorthwp.com, by other podcast venue sites, or by calling us at 614-929-2715. Also, feel free to share this episode with friends and family and sign up for our weekly email market updates via our website. Special thanks to our producer, Nathan, as we will be producing these episodes on a monthly basis. Investment advice offered through Stratus Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor, DBA True North Wealth Partners. Investing involves substantial risk. 
True North Wealth Partners and Stratus Wealth do not make any guarantee or other promise as to any results that may be obtained from this. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. The economic forecasts set forth in this material may not develop as predicted, and there can be no guarantee that strategies promoted will be successful. No reader should make any investment decision without first consulting his or her own personal financial advisor and conducting his or her own research and due diligence.